0: Welcome to episode number 96 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Darren Mulligan from We Are Messengers. Really, really cool insight on um, just what's been going on with them when they're going to winter jam, but also just um, how to really have authenticity in our music, and I know that's been something that's really been rolling around in the Church Collective community lately, is um, how can we really do good work in what we're doing? How can we... Uh, evangelize through our music? How can we connect with others through our music? It's just really, really great stuff. So here we go with episode number 96.
1: I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 36. Um, I was 27 when Christ rescued my wife. And uh, she was my girlfriend at the time. And Mm -hmm. then she led me to Jesus. And so he turned our lives upside down. Uh, Yeah, radical encounter with God in the way that turned my perceptions of what it meant to be a human being, upside down, inside out, and it turned my perception of who God was. I thought God was something that served for me and worked for me. Um, and then I realized very quickly was that yeah, he loves me and he made me mm-hmm. to have a relationship with him um, because he chose to do that. So anyway, long story short, I, before I came to Christ, I, was, uh, I wasn't a—I the nicest man in the world. I probably wasn't the worst but I was, yeah, I was an adulterer, hmm. you know, for a long time. I was uh, I was lots of things, um, but I'm not those things anymore. So we started, um, I'd never sang before I came to Jesus. I'd played in hard rock bands playing guitar, but came to Christ, started writing songs. My little brother got saved, he used to play drums for us. Um used to drive around our little car around Ireland and just telling everybody what little bit we knew about Jesus, what little bit we knew about what it meant to be a follower of Christ. And over a period of four or five years, we just saw a lot of people healed, a lot of people set free, a lot of people come to the Lord, fell in love with writing songs um, about Him, hmm. about being human, that, uh, and how God interacts with us. Sure. So that's what we've been doing: evangelizing through music, essentially.
0: Hmm. You you say like your background was playing like heavy metal. Like, could you talk about how that influenced, or like how <laughs> how, how did you strike out to? You know, you're clearly not doing heavy metal now.
1: No, like, no. <laughs> I suppose it wouldn't have been heavy metal. It was probably more like around that time, do you remember when like emo and screamo and all that was around? Sure. Um. I suppose the only real mark that left on me was rhythmically of I, hmm. I a big. In my, my ears are really tuned into rhythm, and I love rhythm. Like even in in terms of lyric and in terms of melody, I love how cadence can flow like a beat almost. Mm. Like I, um, I'm a million miles from hip hop in every regard, <laughs> but I love how they infuse rhythm and cadence into songs. And so for me, I guess in our songs, I have a keen sense of you know where's the beat, what's the beat doing, are we layering the bass on top of that, and is it all making sense? Um, true. But and then lyrically, I guess, you know, when you don't know, when I didn't know the Lord, I was trying to understand how I, fe- how I felt and try to have other people understand how I felt through song. And so at least it's it's put that little bit of introspectiveness into even our music, you know, whether that's worshipful or praiseful or whatever it is, but still very much deal with maybe, how would you describe it? Um mm-hmm. Maybe the more intricate parts of the soul, instead of just running to clicheville every time I can.
0: Sure, yeah, you that's know? cool. So you you recently shared um, on Instagram, kind of just asking people to to share their stories. Can you maybe share a little bit of, like what's God been doing while you guys have been out on winter jam and, and doing your thing?
1: Yeah, it's it's been crazy. Um, yeah, we've got emails after email after message from people. People come. People seem to have came to Winter Jam that maybe are not typical church folks. Half of them probably are, mm-hmm. and then half of them are just coming there purely um, because they've been asked by a friend or they're just hopeless. And so when they come and they find people that um, have hope, there's a real connection point. So we've been getting messages from people. We one guy who was um, sent us an email saying that 52 days ago he was in his car ready to take his own life. Mm-hmm. And he heard one of our songs on the radio after been at Winter Jam. And he said he turned around and he went home, serves in church again, back loving his family. And it's not that everything's like a quick fix that or they heard a Christian song and everything's magic. But I guess what they get from the songs, there's some kind of hope. You know, I can't give him Jesus. I can give nobody Jesus. Only, you know, God himself can do that through the Holy Spirit. But our songs can give hope. And even the melancholic ones, you know, they still—they are still infused with hope, and I think that's what Winter Jam, what Christian music, what worship music, um, really has to offer—is that it can show the world the hope that there is in God.
0: Sure. Do you, um, in your sets, like, do, do you, would you consider yourselves like leading worship or like do, mm. doing like radio music? Can you maybe talk about the, the balance between yeah. those two and what you know. What do you guys that's see? A,
1: that's such a tricky question, right? <laughs> um, my heart's for evangelism. That's what I'm. I'm into. Hmm. But I'm never more peace than when I'm worshiping God. True. Sure. Right. So we like to put things into categories. We like to put well. Here's worship music, and here's radio music, and then here's Need to Breathe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I love all three of them. True. Sure. Um, I think. I think we are an evangelical band. Hmm. Right. We're not writing straight up. Typically, we're not. Well, like sometimes we do, like I I wrote a song for Crowder, with Crowder called My Victory. So sometimes we do straight up worship songs that are very vertical, singing about who God is very clearly, um, about very obvious um, uh, biblical and theological positions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But my favorite kind of songwriting is the songs that talk about how God in His goodness and beauty, reaches down into humanity and how He meets with us here and how we wrestle with Him and He wrestles with us. And we get to learn more of who we are through song and grapple with more of who He is through song as well. So I don't know if that necessarily fits into the worship category. (laughs) I can tell you this, when we play, people come to Christ Hmm. and people fall in love with God more. Not because of me, because I'm still not a good man, because no one is good, not one but God. But because we approach the songs with an, uh, an attitude of worship and truthfulness and honesty, sure.
0: could you maybe speak to say the young worship leader yeah. um, that's just leading week in and week out? Like, you got any advice? How can they infuse like that evangelism? How can they have that heart for the lost yeah. people that are in their services every week? Like, yeah. any advice for them?
1: Well, firstly, I'd pray. I'd pray a lot. <laughs> I pray before, the Sunday. I'd pray before you get in stage, and when you get in stage, I'd still be praying. When I'm singing, I'd still be praying, and I'd still be seeking God. Um, secondly, if for people that are writing songs on Sunday for Sunday morning, right? Yeah. For those people, and this is only what I've learned over the years: write what's true to you, mm. write what is real to you, write what you have experienced and have knowledge of. Don't write songs that sound like somebody else because you think that's what people need to hear. Don't write lyrics that you think people want to hear, or sound like Carrie Job or Lauren Daigle. Or they already exist; they're already doing those things because God gave that to them. Mm. Sing what God has given you, and you know what it will be. It will be enough. It will be sufficient. It will do the What God has put in your heart, young worship leader, is enough for you to go out and accomplish that which He sent you forth to do. That's a little bit of a twist in Scripture, mm. but it's true. Yeah. Like. What, I don't know why I do it sometimes. And I've done it. I've wrote a lot of songs where I write things from somebody else's perspective. I'm tired of doing that. Our young people, do you know why they listen to hip-hop, uh, mainstream hip-hop, and why they listen to mainstream rock records? Because they sound great, firstly, and I do too a lot of the time I listen to those records. Mm-hmm. But secondly, a lot of time they run to those things because those people that are singing those words and saying those things, that is their truth. Mm. They're telling you their truth as they have seen it and know it. But in Christian circles, I have a tendency to say things I think I should
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Just tell it like it is. If your heart's broken, say it. you know If you're happy, say I'm happy. Mm. Don't word it in some flowery you know down by the river of Zion thing <laughs> right. you know um, your words, your your individual words, worship leader, are beautiful. They're enough. Hmm.
0: That's good. That's really good. Um, what do you do, you know, with, with doing music so much? Like, how do you keep yourself close with God? Like, how do you keep <laughs> it fresh, you know, every time you're up there?
1: It is It is the greatest struggle in my life yeah. to stay close to God. Hmm. Um, I was closer to God when I wasn't, you know, touring in arenas and having songs on radio. and sure. I was much closer to God. But there are seasons... There have been seasons in the past year with us being here. God is a way of keeping you close to him. I find that if you're obedient in the small things, if you try and be obedient in the little things, I think that um, you'll walk a lot closer with God. Because we're all good at being obedient in the big things. So we moved to America, sold everything we had, you know, or rented it out at least. And uh, and that's a big gesture, but I think God would much rather that I was um, kind to my children and my
0: wife
1: mm. um, and in terms of staying close to God my family is one of the main see I love the word of God right I love scripture I love it but sometimes reading that book becomes my idol it's like I've read this book oh mm. now I'm close to God Right. but I think I'm just after coming in from playing on the trampoline with my two kids <laughs> two or three. Sure. I think I was much closer to God playing on the trampoline than I would have been if I had to force myself to read But the Word of God, I I, I can't diminish it. Without that Word, is a light onto my feet. Mm. So it's a balance between, I suppose, um, loving your family, loving the people around you, listening to the Word. And I talked to my wife about this last night. She said to me last night, she said, "I don't feel too close to God at the moment." And I said, "That's okay. You know, don't beat yourself up." Like I asked her, "Does she always feel close to me?" Hmm. and she doesn't. Neither do I to her all the time. True. Sometimes we will, sometimes we won't. The key, I guess, is to spend time together. When we don't really want to be together, let's do that. And when I don't <laughs> want to be with God, maybe I just have to go and sit in the room and say, here I am. I'm available. I'm ready.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's heavy. That's good stuff, man. You got some wisdom on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: to- I'm Irish. We do a lot of ranting, and most of it, <laughs> honestly, if anything comes across as an... Um, I don't know, being judgmental or whatever. I'm I'm judging myself because sure. I'm the greatest disaster on here.
0: Right? I don't get I don't get that vibe at all. That, that's just like that's super. I think um, in ministry, especially too, and just doing like the, the nature of music is it's kind of like produce, 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 do, do it, do it, do it, and and especially for music and Christian music and worship music and all that. It's like really, it's a really fine line that you know we always we seem like we have to have it completely together, you know, because we're going to get up in front of everybody and
1: you know yeah. that's that's. That's where we do the most damage. Yeah. Because someone coming to an event, most people standing at your worship service or, or at your event or whatever it is, most people there are dealing with an awful lot of pain, an awful lot of shame, guilt, and regret. There are a few people there who are very happy. But I'd say that's the minority. Mm-hmm. And when we get up on the stage and we project this image that, you know, life is so wonderful and so incredible, we're lying, because it is mm. not. Right? Yeah, The beautiful, incredible parts of life are those little God moments where we're actually with God emotionally, spiritually, physically, and mentally. And that could be, like I said, playing on the trampoline with the kids, being at church, and really being sold out on being with God. But most people there are so hurt. And when we, we do them a disservice by pretending that we're not. Because nobody ever gets well if everybody's pretending to be well. And, there were, and just the, on this, right? You see me. If I'm standing in front of you know ten people or ten thousand people, I am not spiritually superior to anybody else. I am no, I have no closer access to God than the next man. So if I've got a microphone and a stage and there's a big projector screen behind me somewhere, do you know what people? People sitting in the congregation, if you're listening, you are closer to God, just as close to God as that man standing on that stage. Christ died so that you. Could come near every one of us. Um, just because we can sing songs and and write some lyrics doesn't make us closer. Quite often, we're further from God mm. than the than the people that are in washing feet. I would say, one hundred percent, I am further from God than the lady tonight at the um, at the rescue mission who's feeding somebody and washing their feet. Mm. You that's not to belittle music and worship music. It's essential. You can't get into a man's heart any quicker than by singing a song. True. Sure. Because I can talk to you now, and as I'm talking, there are things that are falling around your feet and things that are falling around my feet. But if you sang me a song, I can't, um, I can't not receive it. My mm. ears are going to hear it and it's going to go into my heart whether I like it or not. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing about music. Music's super important. Yeah. Super important. But if we're not joining that with actual service and honesty and uh, humanity, I think we're just playing games.
0: That's it for this week's episode. As always, head over to churchcollective.com hit that contact button. We want to connect with you and we want to connect you with others. God bless you today.